as the trade deadline fast approaches, you know what time it is. Get your tackle box, kids. It's time to go fishing today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> it's the good old Locked On Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day, yes, sir. Get your gear on, Doug. Get your tackle boxes because it is that time of year. <laughs> oh, look at you. You are so ready to go. We appreciate everybody for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. That includes YouTube. And if you check us out on YouTube, then you can see my friend Doug Branson, whose Substack is every Hornets box score on every You can see him. He's ready to go. He is a kid that could not sleep all last night because he was excited to go on a fishing trip with his dad. He's got his gear. He's got his hat. He's got his tackle dad? box. And yeah, I don't yeah, know if you can yeah. hear this. I don't know if you can hear this on the mic, but this is, I'm going to try to get it up close. This is me zipping up my fishing jacket. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hear that. That was pretty good. Right that here. was pretty good. Absolutely. That was fantastic. And if you see me on YouTube, I'm on Twitter at Walker mail and you can see me with my fishing lure ready to go. Just like Jake, we're going fishing, baby. It's the trade deadline. And for those that don't know the bit, because last year, Doug, I, I don't think it's exaggerating to say that Jake Fisher really broke onto the scene, man. Like last year, yeah. especially with the Hornets, he's he's tapped in to the old Hornets organization. Lots of rumors swirling about Charlotte. And he is the guy that is constantly putting little rumors out there or little lures out there to bait you, Ooh, if you will. Yeah. And so we Bloomers. are dressed for the occasion. And then after the trade deadline, We'll maybe hear some buyout market stuff from Jake Fisher, but this this is the theme of the show today because we have a couple Plugged of in. juicy stories. We've got a couple of juicy ones. So let's start with the first one from Jake. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't done the Go thing. Ahead. I got to do If we're going to do the bits, which is it's What's not much thing? of a bit. It's just a playoff of Jake Fisher's name. But we, 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 we got to do the, the, the sounder, which is I don't even have it plugged into the sound box yet. It's just me doing it. Here we go. We're going fishing. Oh, we got a big one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And, and you and you guys can decide just how big this story is. So Jake Fisher yesterday, we'll, we'll, we'll go to a couple of them here. First segment will involve Terry Rozier. So Terry Rozier's name has been mentioned in various concepts. This all according to Jake Fisher, particularly with the <laughs> Lakers and the Timberwolves and Hornets forward PJ Washington has uh, has his share of interested teams as well, such as the Miami Heat. Sources said after Charlotte did not find an extension for the 24-year-old last fall. However, the Hornets have been averse to significant midseason deals in recent seasons. All right, let's tackle that real quick or tackle box that. Tyler oh, Rozier. man, I was going for it. You, you know what? Lay it up for me. You, you, no, I'm sorry. You took that. You, you were in transition. Jokes. I have to be serious guy all the time. Let me get the tackle box joke. It's fine, it's but I, we were in transition. I was. You were Jalen McDaniels there. We were in transition. I was wide open, and you decided to get selfish and try to finish it yourself, and you blew the layup. Wow, I think I nailed it. That was really insulting. Um, I will pass it on to you then anyway. So (laughs) Terry Rozier, let's start with Terry first. Lakers, we already knew about. Timberwolves, a little interesting. Minnesota is involved, and I'm not sure how much it makes sense. What do you think, Doug? Well, it makes sense from the perspective that we've been talking about a lot uh, around this trade deadline, which is there are a lot of teams in the NBA this season that think that they can get either propel themselves 
closer to championship contention, or more importantly, there are a lot of teams that think they can get themselves back into the hunt. And I think that's where you would slot the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have struggled at times this season. Uh, Even though they traded for Rudy Gobert, they thought that was going to solve all their problems. It hasn't. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's in the last year of his deal. Uh, So they may be looking for a longer-term scoring punch to put alongside uh, Anthony Edwards, who has had his share of struggles. He didn't make the all-star team and seemed to sort of say, yeah, I, I, I didn't deserve to make the all-star team. I didn't play well to start the season. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've they got some issues scoring. I think they could use a guy like Terry Rozier. The question would be, yeah, I, I think it would be a similar situation to the Lakers in that you would be targeting probably D'Angelo Russell, like the guy on the expiring contract that's making $31 million. I don't know how you make all those numbers right. work. But I, to me, that that seems like it would make the most sense. Well, yeah, so the D'Angelo Russell part of this is fascinating because that's the name you're immediately drawn to, right, with the money. But you got to include something if you're Charlotte. So I don't know if, I mean, Mason Plumley has become somewhat valuable of his own. If there are other teams out there, we'll get to him in the next segment. But if you included Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, that would put you at about $32 million. And D'Angelo is making, I'm trying to pull, pull up Timberwolves, yeah, $31.3 million, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so w- with those two guys, and and you could salary match pretty easily. It, it's all about if if the Timberwolves want to do something similar at a lesser price for a longer term, because it's crazy. D'Angelo is having the best shooting season he's ever had with Minnesota. Like if you look at what he's done over his career, he's never shot over forty three percent basically from the field. And he never shot over 30, and that's not true. He shot 38 a couple of years ago, but he's shooting 39% from three-point range right now. Um, And he's done that in 54 games. So he's shooting better. Do do you want to ride it out in what is obviously a playoff goal-oriented season with D'Angelo, or do you want to lock in Terry long-term at a smaller contract but also can provide some similar things, even with him being older. Yeah, D'Angelo's kind of an interesting one there. If you would be bringing him back, um, yeah. What what would you is what would you look at this payroll and say? Okay, yeah, th- th- this is what I'd be trying to negotiate if I'm Mitch Kupchak. How about Rudy Gobert? <laughs> I uh, mean, well, one more chance at Gobert. What do you think? We, Fifty now, wins well, is that out of the cards this season? I think that's officially mathematically <laughs> impossible <laughs> for. For the Charlotte Hornets, uh, I, I'm kidding. I don't think they're he wouldn't be to, worth four uh, first round picks anymore. You could get him at a, at a lower price. That's <laughs> significant, <for sure. laughs> a significant discount. No, they they wouldn't be able to do that. You know, the Lakers. I want to talk about the Lakers a little yeah. later in the show when we talk about LeBron James because I I still think that Rozier to the Lakers makes the most sense. It makes more sense than right. this Timberwolves. But any kind, I'm sure teams are playing teams off of one another. You know, I think Rozier with his contract number could, is still valuable as a player that you could involve in like a three or four team sort of mega deal that moves multiple pieces around. Like, I, I don't I don't see Terry Rozier. I'm going to make a prediction here that it is probably going to be wrong. But I, I don't see Terry Rozier in just like a straight up, Terry Rozier for a player kind of trade. Uh, I really think it's going to be more complicated than that. Well, yeah, and that's what the odds are. It's just the Lakers and the Timberwolves, they both have contracts that would allow you to match big contracts, right, where you're willing to get off of them. Russell Westbrook in L.A., and it's also D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota. And so they just kind of – they're in that same category. But I agree with you. I mean, Lakers, clearly, that's the answer, right? We'll talk a little bit more about LeBron James a little bit later on in the show. But LeBron 
scores 36 points, has the all-time scoring record, he does it on 18 shots. Oh, yeah, and then they lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So even <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like LeBron Whoops. was out here crazy shot hunting. Yes, he was aggressive, but he, he scored 36 on 18 shots. I mean, it was, it was totally all things to help you win in that performance, and yet they still lose to OKC because they were giving up a million three-pointers to Isaiah Joe and everybody else in an Oklahoma City uniform. Walker, so you can't can shot help. hunt. You can't shot hunt on a team that can't make shots. Like it's impossible. Right. You can't. Like you're the only guy that can make shots. You, you can't shot hunt. The, 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 you're not going to qualify as a shot hunter. But yeah, I mean, this Fisher stuff is interesting. I think more interesting than the Terry Rozier stuff, though, is the PJ Washington information that yeah. that, that he drops in here. So so let's get to it. P, this is not the first time we have seen Miami interested in PJ. We went through this thing last year and we thought maybe PJ Washington could be traded to Miami, but eventually there's never a deal done. Shocker with Mitch Kupchak here in Charlotte in the middle of the season. And so PJ comes back. There's not any kind of contract extension for him. And I remember I remember asking him in off-season media availability, I asked him about PJ, what the future plans were. So he was committed to giving Miles Bridges a long-term contract. He he actually literally said as much um, before he was arrested for felony domestic violence. So Miles was was already they were vocal about him sticking around. Mitch Kupchak did not want to touch the PJ Washington contract conversation. He was not committed to that. But now the rumors are that they kind of do want to bring back PJ. What what kind of deal would you like to see um, with Miami in exchange for PJ Washington sending him out uh, to uh, to the Heat? Yeah, to to a division rival. So you know you want to be yeah. careful about trading with a division rival and and making sure that you get maximum return. I mean, there are a couple of names that are interesting. I think probably, you know, you're going to be looking maybe for, I mean, I think you would have to look for some kind of pick compensation to go along with it as well, because I think PJ is probably going to be the most talented player in the deal. Uh, but they may be willing to move off of Oladipo's contract. If Now, we know the Hornets are most likely not going to take back bad money if you consider a $9 million player option next year for Oladipo bad money, which maybe they do. Uh, they also have this guy named Caleb Martin on the team, <laughs> which is a funny idea to me that like Pat Riley would call up Mitch Kupchak and be like, "Hey, Mitchy, I hear you're down a I hear you're down a Martin. Good news, I've got one, <laughs> and it looks just like yours." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's it, except except healthier. This is this one's actually a little healthier. Right. Stay on the court. So yes, could we become fully Martinized again? With a potential trade with P.J. Washington, they'd be familiar you'd with You'd want more them. than that back, obviously. Like, Caleb well, Martin has played well this season for Miami, but you'd want more than that back from a P.J. deal. I, I think what's going to stop the P.J. Washington deals from happening, I think there's going to be a disconnect between what Charlotte wants for P.J. and what teams are really uh, willing to give up. I don't know that they're going to make that connection before Charlotte's forced to make the decision whether or not they actually want to keep P.J. or not. Well, and I'm I'm looking up their picks right now. I, when it comes to future picks, it's really hard to keep track. But as of right now, so I don't think they have a first round pick or a second round pick this year because remember, this is a team that constantly trades and goes star fishing. So when you're talking about Miami, none this season, one in 2024. And then you're talking about no second round picks in 25 or 26, and they only have one first round pick in 25 and 26. It's not like they have a million assets. Are they willing to give up a first rounder when they don't have much 
to get PJ because it's it's not like there's a ton attractive that the Heat would be willing to give up to Charlotte. It, it's it's tough for Miami to negotiate a ton of deals out there anyway, right? Because Kyle Lowry is the contract they want to shed. Duncan Robinson is a contract they want to shed. If the Hornets are going to be hesitant to take back bad money, then it's going to be tough for Charlotte or Miami to deal what with this kind of a uh, with this kind of trade. So we'll see what happens. There's PJ Washington and Terry Rozier, but there's a couple of other guys that we have not named yet. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. That's right. We're not done. We have patience. We're going round two to the fishing hole, and we'll talk a little bit more about Mason Plumley this time. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. Again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. More trade talk coming up next. Locked on Hornets. The NBA trade deadline is approaching and Locked On has you covered. Thursday, February 9th. That's tomorrow. You can tune in to Locked On NBA on YouTube at 2 p.m. Eastern to hear reaction from the trades that will change the rest of the NBA season, who becomes contenders, who's tanking for a better future. Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube and don't miss a deal. So a little late going to that graphic. That's what Doug was laughing about, just giving you a peel behind the curtain. I, I do want to tell people this, though. We were so committed to the bit, Doug, that I did ask you, hey, do you want me to go get my tackle box that I have? And you said, no, I think one tackle box will suffice. That was an actual conversation we had before we started recording today. Well, you don't want to start whipping out your tackle boxes and measuring them. You know, you just really just, I think one tackle box uh, really serves the bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and mine's bigger, so I didn't want to embarrass you. Um, let's go to Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley is nice on the trade market for sure. It's interesting, too. All right, let's go back to the fishing hole here. Veteran center. This is according to Jake Fisher. Veteran center Mason Plumley projects as the Hornets' most likely trade candidate. Plumley is the final seat in the final season of a three-year contract, making eight and a half million dollars this year. Sacramento continues to be the team most often connected to Plumley by league personnel. The Kings have made every reserve, uh, excuse me, the Kings have made reserve center Rashawn Holmes. Yes, the Rashawn Holmes that they've coveted for quite some time. Rashawn Holmes available for trade, sources told Yahoo Sports, and Charlotte had interest in Holmes during the 2021 offseason before the Hornets acquired Plumlee from the Pistons in a draft night trade. Okay, so interesting stuff to pack uh, unpack here because Mason, the, the fact that the Kings want our center so badly that the, the roles have completely reversed how the turntables have changed, correct? So now they want Mason. We had interest in Rashawn Holmes. He would always be mentioned in these rumors. And then after getting, at the time, what seemed like a very team-fair deal, 
now Rashawn Holmes is, I mean, out of the, I know he comes back in the rotation every now and then, but clearly they've leaned on Sabonis, who is an all-star. So Doug, it, it looks like Rashawn Holmes could be coming home and, you know, by the end of all of this anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting because first of all, I'm just learning that Mason Plumlee is making eight and a half million dollars this season. He's played so well that I really thought he made twelve million dollars. I had he's oh, played no, so Kelly. well. That's the other unguaranteed. I know, I know. I got yeah. him confused with Kelly, but that's what I'm saying. He's played so well that I gave him an extra three and a half million dollars on his contract. Sure, he would welcome that. So yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to say this would need to come with some draft compensation. You can't do this. You could do this deal straight up. It works money wise. But I think you'd have to ask Sacramento, a team that right now feels like their playoff window has all of a sudden opened. They feel like they can compete and they're going to be a little bit more desperate than some other teams to just roll into the to playoffs with the roster that they have because they're, they're smart enough, I think, to know that the playoffs are way different and you need to load up because other teams are going to load up. So I think you can use that to do something that we've speculated about, that others have speculated about, that may seem crazy but could they wiggle out a Sacramento Kings first-round pick in the future for Mason Plumley and Rashawn Holmes? Because if they can, then I'm all about this deal. But a straight-up deal for Rashawn Holmes, which you know, I guess would have maybe some value as an expiring contract soon. But otherwise, he's a reserve center for a reason. You know, I mean, he he hasn't been able to crack that rotation. It's a huge surprise. But um, you, you have to wonder what that means. And, you know, can, can you play? I don't know that you could really play him alongside a couple of other centers that you're looking to develop in Mark Williams and and Nick Richards. You already have a, yeah. a, a backlog there. So, I don't know. yeah, it, it would allow you to to. I don't know. It allow you to go small, I guess, if you wanted PJ Washington to play more of the four or, you know, have have some. Oh, well, we just traded centers. him to Miami. He's gone. <laughs> PJ, yeah, that's true. We just um, traded him. Um, yeah, but but you're right. Like I, I I don't know if if Holmes would be the guy. And look, this is someone that I thought the Hornets should have taken a chance on. And I understood that the way that Rashawn Holmes made his money in this league was because he was athletic and he's 29 years old. As he gets older, past 30, you you realize the the way he was able to make his money they were going to deteriorate a little faster because he is shorter. And so I always thought it was a risk, but that hit a lot harder this season for Sacramento. And you, you mentioned the contract. It's not even expiring all that quickly. After this season, you have two more years because you expect him to opt into that player option that he has. And so you're not even really seeing the end very close um, with his contract until a couple more seasons after that. So well, I doubt yeah, he would opt like in it, in Sacramento. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he, I don't think he loves playing there right now. No, no, that that's true. Um, but yeah, so it, it would be kind of hard. So I'm not sure how, how you could get this deal done because um, you know you have De'Aaron or if Fox, you want you have, if you would even want to get this deal done because I right. think there's a real possibility that Sacramento waves Rashawn Holmes in the future. So if you're like super interested in having Rashawn Holmes. Then I think if you just wait a little bit, Sacramento is going to make your right. wish come true if you want to compete 
on the waiver market for him. And and they're they're trying right now. This is I love this around the trade deadline when teams are like, no, 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 no. We would never waive that player. And it's like nobody's buying it. You're not mm-hmm. playing the guy. You you spend some money and it's buyer's remorse. We all get it. And you're going to waive him. So the Hornets shouldn't buy into that. And if they really want Holmes and and Sacramento's not willing to give up a pick, then I don't think you have to do this deal because again What's the incentive for Charlotte? Mason Plumley, he he's on an expiring contract. If if Mason Plumley were here on like a two or three year deal, if that if those were the years remaining, then I could I could see an argument there. But no, I, I I would need draft compensation for that to make sense to me. Yeah, there's there's not anything else that makes sense. Everybody else is too vital to their team to give up for Mason, right? I mean, they they could shoot up, but I don't I don't know if they're really shooting up like that if they're trying to acquire unless Mason I mean. I don't know about. I mean, uh, it's tough. Like Harrison Barnes uh, is on an expiring deal. So. Too yeah. too essential. Too essential. Yeah, I think so. No, and and I I understand because I thought his name too. But when you're talking about Harrison, this has been a guy that they've always tried to tried to trade as well, right? Like Harrison has been linked quite a bit and sending to a different franchise, and then here he is, just keeps chugging along with Sacramento and being pretty good, right? I mean, you're you're not asking him to be the number one option or the number two option anymore. Even coming off of the bench, Malik has been an offensive scorer for you. Well, now Kevin there's Herter, a the- name. There's a name, Malik Monk. He's been playing well. What do you think? Oh, you think he would want to come me. to Charlotte, play don't for Steve me. Clifford again? You think that would work he, out they for made Malik up. Monk? They made up. Remember when they played Sacramento, the Hornets did? Malik said to Steve, hey, yeah. you're right. I, I know what it's like to be a pro now. So, yes, absolutely. Bring back Malik Monk, baby. You know, I'd be <laughs> it would be I'll interesting. It would be super interesting. It'd be a lot of fun. I'd go fishing for Malik Monk all day <laughs> We know long. you would. I think there is a Monk fish, by the way. We can look at it. We can get a research team on it. I think it. you're right. Um, all right, let's go to the third segment. We'll look up the Monk fish, but we'll also talk about something else. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Maybe try to get to a question from our listeners. And then, of course, we will talk about LeBron James setting the all-time scoring record in the NBA. Cool to see something historic happen last night. That is if you stayed up. If not, we'll tell you all about it. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl uh, party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On. Because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel um, is fantastic. And if you're new, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And you can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL one more segment to go locked on Hornets this is locked on Hornets to start this off we all know about LeBron and how he built a school and it got a lot of fanfare by the time 2019 closes Bismack Biombo is planning to have six schools. take that LeBron it's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast Uh, Walker, before we get to this, 
Yeah, before we get to this very important uh, LeBron conversation that we're going to have, uh, I do have a message for some of our hardcore listeners. Because if you're into the third segment, that means you are a hardcore Locked on Hornets listener, and we love you and we appreciate you. But I'm speaking specifically to the listeners right now that may not be subscribed to our YouTube channel. I just want to let you know that if the Hornets make any kind of deal, we're going to go live on YouTube first. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash uh, at Locked on Hornets is the easiest way to get to the YouTube channel. Or just go to YouTube and search Locked on Hornets. We pop right up. Go subscribe. Set your notifications to on so that when the Hornets, I'm going to speak it into the universe, when Mitch Kupchak does something, we're going live on YouTube. So check it out. All right. Make sure you do that. You can follow us on Twitter as well. We can tweet out a link at Lockdown Hornets, at Doug Branson, L-O-H, at Walker Mail. Did you stay up last night, Doug? Did you watch LeBron James make history, or do you have a baby? And that is uh, coming into play again. Well, I, I have a baby. I watched all of the replays and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a total Gen Z NBA fan. I watched the replays on the NBA app on ESPN. <laughs> I did all of that. I didn't stay up to watch it live, unfortunately. Uh, the Circle. We're catching The wife and I are catching up on The Circle. Okay. Producer Katie and I are catching up on The Circle, uh, which was I, I, honestly, I think, a little bit more intense than, than what was happening there uh, against oh, wow. OKC. Um, it was pretty fun. I don't know. Was the energy in the building as strong watching the circle as it was in crypto.com, whatever it is, arena? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, the, <laughs> the thing with the LeBron James scoring record is that he didn't do it in a win. You know, and that's what disappoints me most. Like, do it in a win. And then once you do it in oh, a win, no. it doesn't count to me until he does it in a win. And then you got to do it in the playoffs. Okay. If you don't do um, it in the playoffs, then what are we really talking about here? You but, know? You know, right, but you know, if he does it in the playoffs, it doesn't count. It has to be in the regular season. These are all. Well, that's fine. It doesn't count until the Lakers get a win. And, okay. and by win, I mean win a championship. Fair enough. Oh, man. So he's got to get a fifth championship in order to have this all-time scoring That's record. Right. That's fantastic. I don't quite view it that way. I'm sure a lot of other people do. No, man. I So I did stay up. And it's funny because I've been trying to go to bed a lot earlier. I'm a night owl. I stay up pretty late. And I've been ooh, trying to ooh. go to bed earlier. And um, that did not happen last night because I did want to see LeBron make history. And so, yeah, I put that out there on Twitter. There's a lot of people sharing LeBron stories, watching him from the beginning to what he was able to accomplish last night. So, yeah, I, I took a trip across the country and then, yeah, we stopped at a hotel in good old Reno, Nevada, claimed to be the biggest little town in America. And when we stopped there, I wanted to make sure that I was able to watch LeBron James make that debut against the Kings. And he was playing with big Z's and Jernis Elgowskis. He was playing with former Hornet, Ricky Davis. And when LeBron was drafted, Ricky Davis said, I'm just glad we're getting somebody else to help me score. That's what it, it makes that comment. I didn't realize it could be better, but it got better after last night. So yeah, getting, getting to see LeBron hit that first jump shot against Sacramento to have the breakaway opportunity and then give that up to Ricky Davis on the debut and then getting to see him hit that fadeaway with Thomas Bryant calling for it in the post, by the way. But LeBron James hit that fadeaway and just nothing but net. It, it was awesome. It, it's, it, it's getting to see what other people's Kareem was. It's getting to see what other people's MJ was because I, mm -hmm. I did not get to watch Michael in his prime. You know, I was I was five years old, six years old. When he hung it up the first time, I got to see Wizards, Michael Jordan, but that's not the same. A lot of people like to forget that era. So this was that for me. Kobe, right? Kobe was kind of that, but I didn't get to really remember him 
play at the very beginning of his career. I got to see LeBron right from the get-go, somebody with that much hype. And it's really cool. I mean, here I am doing a podcast about basketball. Here I am making a living by getting to talk about that stuff. And so, oh, wow. Making pretty, it about yeah. you. Yeah, LeBron's scoring record is definitely about you. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's because of that. And I want to – yes, thank you, LeBron. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to thank LeBron. No, man, it was Giving awesome. I'm glad we got to watch history last night. No, it's, it's super cool. I mean, it's, it's one of the first – Play, like I watched the Hornets growing up as a kid, and so you know I did I did see Jordan in his prime, and I did see Jordan destroy the Hornets in his prime, and so that <laughs> right. that scarred me a little well, bit. To be fair, I got to see MJ destroy the Hornets with Washington, so I, I did get to see that. Yeah, LeBron was the first superstar that I remember watching as a study as someone that studied the game, and, and once I transitioned from like being a fan to really trying to understand the game, he was the first superstar that I went oh. Oh, okay. The, the, you know, this person is dominating in a way that that I don't recall uh, seeing since Michael Jordan. Uh, so yeah, it was it was you know it's a super cool accomplishment for him to do it. Especially, you know, I think a lot of people will look at the la- the way the Lakers are playing this season and 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 they'll blame LeBron James for a lot of what's happened there in Los Angeles and a lot of the struggles that they've had in terms of Legium and that kind of thing. But I think it's honestly admirable to break the scoring record. When really every team knows that you're the only scoring option on that team, you know, uh, that the, the, the true scoring option on that team, uh, and and they can really try to stop you and and know that if they if they even slow you down, that they're going to have a great chance to win the game. And yet, you know, he's still out there out running and out jumping twenty year olds. Um, it's it's super crazy to watch. Testament to his uh, sort of regiment and everything. Um, I'm surprised he didn't do it against Charlotte. Honestly, I thought it was going to come against Charlotte. Oh, yeah. He was tortured. The city uh, doesn't matter. Uh, you know what branding you put on this uh, the the team: Bobcats, orange, racing stripes, uh, pinstripes, teal and purple. Doesn't matter. LeBron James destroys Charlotte. So I'm surprised it didn't happen against them. And I'm glad Walker that it's finally happened. The Lakers can get that out of the way. That storyline is now out of the way. He has the record, and they can focus on what really matters, which is. Trading for Terry Rozier. <laughs> that, that, they need to focus on trading for Terry. Yes, now now the pressure goes up. I, I actually, it's, it's hilarious. I will absolutely be a victim to trying to stretch this into something that revolves the Hornets. That's fine. But, wow. th- but, but seeing this scoring record at this time, don't you think the timing is hilarious, though, with this? Because here LeBron is doing sit-down interviews with Mike Wilbon. Here he is tweeting out despair like he just broke up with his girlfriend. Maybe it's me. Here he is doing all of this out in the open. And then he gets the scoring record to remind you that if there is an argument that to be made for me being the GOAT, I just put one on full display last night and you don't want to do anything because you want to protect those first round picks. I I don't even think the Lakers should be doing that. But if LeBron has the scoring record, and it happens a couple of days before the trade deadline. It's just hilarious. Like I, I do wonder just how much pressure that puts on Rob Palinka and the Lakers organization. Yeah, and I'm real. I'm glad that LeBron is breaking the record and not doing sort of an Akeem Olajuwon in Houston uh, kind of, or Akeem Olajuwon in Toronto. I know no, he's still dominant. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad he's doing it in a way that's not like a little sad because he's hanging on too long, which is amazing to say because LeBron has played for so long and yet he's still mm-hmm. not hanging out, hanging around too long because he's still out there dominating. It's like it's, it is, it is crazy to watch. And I'll just say this. 
Um, I can't wait uh, until like 15 years from now when you and I are still doing this podcast and we're <laughs> celebrating Charlotte Hornets legend Victor Webanyama breaking LeBron James's scoring record. I'm going to speak it into the universe. And LeBron James hands over the basketball with one hand, just like Kareem did to Victor Webanyama. But he doesn't. But, but but LeBron would hand him the basketball from like the second or third row, and and Victor from, uh-huh. from the court would reach out and grab that's it right. because that's, you create, that's right, the length back of up. his we wingspan. Need room for his for his nine foot wingspan. Oh, please come to Charlotte. Talk about a big old fish. That that would be a trophy catch for oh, sure. Oh, we got a big one! hundred percent. That'll do it. Going fishing. We are coming back home, baby. It's Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. Now make your second listen. Locked On Game to Game. It covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube again, wherever you get your pods. All right. It's trade deadline Thursday tomorrow. We'll be here to talk about all of it. Maybe recap move. If not, preview the deadline. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll be there to recap it all again. Remember what Doug said. We'll also give you an instant hit. As soon as we see a move come in, we will bring you something on YouTube first and then a podcast to follow. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see what happens. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow.